0: Grace and mercy and peace belong to you, from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, amen. The word of God before us this morning is from the opening verses of our Gospel reading, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter four. On this Father's Day weekend, we are going to be spending some moments addressing fathers and and, and grandfathers and any man who finds himself in the position of serving as a father figure. Nevertheless, because fatherhood impacts each of us, each of us live stream, each of us here in person in positive or negative ways, by fatherhood's presence or by fatherhood's absence. These next few moments include all of us. Gentlemen, perhaps you've heard that researchers have made some studies on our brains, our male brains, and these studies suggest that many of our brains not all of them but many of them are like waffles waffles with a whole bunch of waffle holes which means that many of us have the the capacity to hop jump into one waffle hole and think about only the one thing that happens to be in that waffle hole at that time some examples driving your minivan and you have several children in the car or making all kinds of noise, but if your favorite song comes up on the radio, you may have the capacity to hop into that waffle hole with just you and that song, and you are able to tune everything else out. It's a Saturday morning. You are problem-solving on a home repair. And as you are, you may very well be able to crawl into your waffle hole where all that is filling your mind is your problem-solving on that one home repair and whatever is going on else in the home or around the home, that all fades away. And then there's the classic... If you're watching a game, maybe it's determining if some basketball team is going to the Eastern Conference Finals. You may have the capacity, dear brother, to crawl into that waffle hole and for the next few moments, all that seems to exist in the whole world is what is going on in that game. Researchers. In their work have also suggested that in our waffle brains there is a suggestion that there even exists a waffle hole that contains nothing which means that many if not most of us gentlemen have the capacity to crawl into that waffle hole To sit down, to stare off into space, and to think about nothing. Such a characteristic of our brain can have its downsides. It can also be helpful. It can also be helpful when it comes to Throwing ourselves into a task with focused, clear, single-mindedness. Which brings us to a short story that Jesus tells in the Word of God before us. The story is about a man with a, a, a task before him. His task is to plant grain seed in a field and, and so he does. He takes the the seed grain that he, that he possesses and he scatters it over the whole ground. He does not expend any energy or, or attention uh, theorizing or, or speculating as to how that seed will will sprout and grow. He understands that His role is to put the seed in the ground and the seed will take care of the rest. As Jesus says, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. It is the seed that ripens into a crop. It is the seed that develops and and matures. It is the seed that grows into a harvest. The man in Jesus' story gets this. He understands all this. And so his focus is on one thing, one waffle hole. Plant the seed, plant the seed, plant the seed. Fathers and grandfathers, The seed in Jesus' story is the Word of God. From Scripture, we know that that in some mysterious, marvelous way, God the Holy Spirit uses the seed of the Word of God to create within a soul saving faith. Faith in the true God. Faith in in Jesus as, as Savior. And we also know from Scripture that in some marvelous way, God the Holy Spirit also uses the seed of the Word of God to to strengthen a soul's relationship with Jesus. A relationship of faith through which souls trust God's promises, through which souls trust God's will for their lives. For all of these reasons, therefore, brothers, as as one's charged with the responsibility of serving as spiritual leaders to our families, there is no greater task before us than planting the seed of the word of God in the fields of our children and grandchildren. I'm going to say that again. There is no greater task before us than planting the seed of the word of God in the fields of our children and grandchildren. Now for a moment of candor. Brothers, very likely, just now, each of us just winced, Upon hearing that statement, that there's no greater task before us than to plant the seed of the Word of God in the fields of our children and grandchildren, very likely each of us just winced. After all, isn't it true that as you and I look upon this one thing, that this all-important thing that we are to do, So often, you and I see a mountain of wasted opportunities. All the times I could have read just a simple Bible story to my child or my grandchild, and I didn't. All the times I could have prayed with them didn't. All all the times I just could have talked about some, some promise from God that I just really enjoy and, and I could talk about it with them in my own words. I didn't do that. All the times I could have made it clear to them that gathering around the word of God, is one of the most meaningful moments in this life, in this whole broken world. I didn't. And as you well know, brothers, it can be these kinds of haunting, wasted opportunities. That Satan can weaponize against us to drive us into the pit of regret and despair. But brothers, the good news of Jesus is not just for your kids and grandkids. Jesus is for you. For you, Jesus lived a life of perfect devotion to the Word of God. In your place, Jesus went to the cross, and through his suffering and death, he washed away all the stains of all the sins. Of all the wasted opportunities. Now, when you and I come to Him in repentant hearts, through faith in Jesus, you and I stand forgiven, cleansed, holy, restored. And because we do, the Lord does something else for us through His forgiveness of our sins. The Lord empowers you and me to to look upon our our roles as as fathers and, and grandfathers with fresh eyes, seeing fresh opportunities and brand new chances by which you and I can plant the seed of God's word. Where to start? Does it have to be something dramatic? Some some grand gesture? No! No, remember, more often than not, the seed of the word of God works Works just like the seed that we place in the ground. It works for the, usually quietly and slowly. Consider ways by which you may quietly and slowly but regularly do the same. Today, Talk with them about something from this service. Say the Apostles' Creed with them from the, from the worship folder. Talk about one or two points in it. Read one of your favorite psalms or a favorite Bible story and, and conclude with the Lord's Prayer. Something simple. Tonight, before they go to bed... As your, their father or grandfather, raise your hand over them and, and while they're in bed, bless, bless them with words you know very well. Bless them with the words of the Lord's blessing. Or maybe this. Take a moment. Just take a moment. And tell them In your words, why Jesus is the best friend you will ever have. Whatever you do, brothers, just do it. Remember the man sowing the field? Just do it. And keep on doing it. Develop the habit. And when something happens that throws you out of the habit, get right back in. And then something else happens and your your habit is interrupted and you fall out of it. Get into the habit again and again and again. For when you do, you are doing what the Lord calls upon us to do with a clear, focused, Single mindedness. You are planting the seed of the Word of God. There is no greater privilege in this world. Happy Father's Day, Dads. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Amen.